Hi there, this is Jacob Msiba, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Now we serve a God who changes seasons. A God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ever ask or think. I love God so much because the time and the season that he wants to change, he does not have to go and consult anyone. So when he's getting ready to change your season, be it you've been in that season for a long time or not, to God it can change in a twinkling of an eye. So when God declares that he is changing the seasons, it means that he can cause us to go to sleep in one state and wake up in another state. We can go to sleep the last time I checked, isn't No, it's the God who changes seasons, who have intervened, and He does not consult anyone, not even you yourself, who is going through a situation. When He changes the season, He does not even consult you yourself. And we are in a beautiful time declared by Umfundisi to be a month of um, the change of seasons and what sponsors the change of seasons is favor and Umfundisi declared that it is our month for the favor of God to be upon us. Amen. Amen. So for us to be able to see results of a changed season, we need favor. So we are grateful to God that he has favored us. So our subject this morning is sent to build. Declare this and say, I am a builder. I am sent by God. Say, I am a builder. Sent by God. Haggai chapter number one, verse number eight. The Bible says, go. It's an action. When you say to somebody, go, you expect them to act. So the Bible says, go up to the mountains and bring wood and build the temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. Go up to the mountains and bring wood. So you are not going up to the mountains just so that you can sit on top of the mountain and everyone sees you that you are sitting on top of the mountain. So you are not going to the mountain so that everyone can see how strong you are. You can summit a mountain. But you are going up to the mountain to bring wood and build the temple so that God may take pleasure in it and that he may be glorified. The Father, our God, 
sent the Lord Jesus Christ on an assignment here on earth. He came to preach the gospel so that we may be saved. He came to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. He did not come with his own agenda, but he came having been given a mandate by God to preach the gospel of the kingdom so that we may be saved. And number two, to also build the church came for those two things, to build the church and to preach the gospel of the kingdom so that we may be saved. In the book of John, chapter number 6, verse number 40, the Bible says, and this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. And also in the book of Matthew, chapter number 16, verse number 18, we are all familiar with the scripture where Jesus then says, and I say to you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So Jesus, where do you get the audacity to say that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church that you are building? It is because I am sent. It is because there is someone who has sent me and this person who has sent me has sent me with the authority to build things that last. He has sent me to come and build a church that no devil in hell can be able to stand against. So the reason for my confidence in what I am building is the one who has sent me. So now when God sent Jesus to come and die for, her, for us, to establish the kingdom of our God and to build the church, he did not just send him to go and see to finish what happens with him, but he empowered him. He gave him the power. The Bible says he gave him the anointing, which is the empowerment supernaturally. So Jesus came endowed with this power to come and accomplish the assignment that God had given him. So he did not just send him but he sent him full of the anointing. He even says in the, in, in the word, in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 61, verse number one, the Bible says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. And it also says, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. So Jesus, why do you heal those who are brokenhearted? It is because I am sent. So Jesus, why do you go about saying there is hope for those who are poor? It is because I am sent. Somebody say amen. amen. So God sent Jesus and endowed him with power and gave him the anointing. He empowered him for the assignment. So each and every assignment that God gives to anyone, God does not want people to generate their own power to fulfill the assignments that are given to them by God. So there is no one that God expects to generate their own power 
with their own strength. That is why the Bible says it is not by might, nor by power, but it is by my spirit. Because he knows that it is in the power of his spirit that he is able to accomplish through us every assignment that he has given to us. Somebody say amen. So if there is any assignment that God has given you, you need to be the person who asks for the anointing, just like he anointed Jesus. Because if you don't ask for the anointing, you will not be equal to the task. Because when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord raises up the standard. You can't raise up the standard on your own. It must be the spirit of the Lord that will raise up the standard against the enemy. Somebody say amen. So now, when the going gets tough for Jesus, Jesus, because he knew that he was sent, he then went to the one who has sent him. That is why the Bible encourages us to make our calling an election show. Because once your calling an election is show, you know who has sent you for that calling. And when the going gets tough, you go to the one who has sent you to that calling. Jesus did it. Many people think when God calls you for something, he calls you and then everything goes well. Sometimes it's as if when God calls you for something, he calls you best energy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was telling them uh, in the morning that there was a time in my life where I said to the Lord, let us reason together. Let us sit down and talk. Why does it look like you don't like me? Love is sacred. I know you love me. Love me very much. That one I know for sure. You died on the cross of Calvary. You forgave my sins. Love galore. But the like is what I'm not sure about. And I said, Because sometimes when he calls you, he calls you. When you when you come But I have come to realize that each time at Ingenala, Besak Fila Sangazutu Wetua, a sickest thing or so good, Usugungeko Wetua. So your assignment is just to verify if he is still there. You don't verify the assignment. The assignment you verify before you go. The calling you make sure before you go. It is in your going. When things become tough, that you must just verify if he's still with you. I always tell us in this church that the reason why the disciples and Jesus himself on the boat had a problem of the wind disturbing them, it was because they were on a quest to go to the other side. So each time God calls you to a greater place, each time God calls you to a higher level, each time God calls you to a higher dimension, 
God is always with you and it's only you who can leave him. You need to verify if he is still there. When things are a bit shaky, when things don't go the way you expected them to go and I say expected them to go because it is us who expect them to go the way we expect them to go but God has got his own agenda because when you are busy building what God has called you to build, God is busy building you. So that's the reason why then God does not like shortcuts. Because God wants you to build something that will last. Jesus went to him and said, yes, I'm always surrounded by disciples. I'm always always, um, doing miracles, uh, showing signs and wonders. But today, me and you one on one. Susalisita. Gonna begugushe. I tried to to count my costs. I tried to count my cost, but I did not realize it was going to be this heavy. So manje, you and me, God, here is a cup. I thought I was going to be able to drink it to the end. But halfway through the cup, it's too much. Jesus did something that we all are allowed to do. However, it's the end of that conversation that is critical. He says, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. So in other words, I know I did not send myself to do this. It's tough. It's not easy. However, your will be done. Because you are the one who holds the ability to anoint me to finish what you have called me to do. So Jesus goes to God. I pity someone who goes not knowing who has sent them. Because you go with the authority of the one who has sent you. Jesus was sent by God. And when Jesus came, he came and he sent us. The Bible says in the book of John chapter number 20, Verse number 21, it says, As the Father has sent me, that's the B part, I also send you. So in other words, just the way as my Father sent you. He did not send me empty-handed. He sent me with the anointing. He sent me with the power. He sent me with the authority. So I also send you. I don't believe that God created us just so that we can merely exist. I don't believe that God created us so that we can come here on earth, have a good time, uh, have babies, marry and 
eat and go to the grave. I don't believe that. I believe that God has a purpose and an assignment for each and every one of us. God did not just create us so that we can merely exist. Somebody once said God is a businessman and he is profit crazy. God brings everyone here on earth for a purpose that is going to benefit him. He does not just bring you so that you can have a good time. Yes, in the process of being uh, uh, that which God wants you to be, you will have a good time. But that's not the primary focus. That is not the primary assignment that you are supposed to focus on. But God has got an agenda that he wants to fulfill. That's the reason why you are here. That's the reason why you were born. It was because God wanted a transaction to take place. He wanted something to come back to him. That's the reason why he sends you. Somebody say, I am sent. So now, even as Builders Church, we are sent with a mandate to build. We are sent to beget. We are sent to unveil. We are sent to initiate, to lead, and to delegate. Because the Bible clearly tells us that we need to go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and also teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Somebody say amen. amen. And also in the book of Mark, chapter number 16, verse number 15, the Bible says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. We are sent to go and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. God has sent us as the church. He did not create Builders Church or he did not create any church that comes to your mind right now just so that people can have a place to go to every Sunday and maybe even find friends and maybe even find husbands and wives. But he created the church so that it can be a place where his kingdom is established here on earth. And that he does by us going out there to go and make disciples, to go and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. So it is important that we are the people who contend for opened eyes so that our eyes can be opened, so that we can be those who are able to see that which God is doing. There is nothing as important as the miracle of a seeing eye. If you are a person who sees with your optical eyes but cannot see with your spiritual eyes, you need to contend for that grace to come upon your life, to be able to have eyes that are opened so that you can see what is it that God is doing and what is it that God would want you to do because blessed is a person who sees what God is doing and plugs in what God is doing rather than starting a thing of your own that God is not part of. Because you must then generate your own power. You must generate your own strength. You must generate your own wisdom. You must generate your own everything, every little thing that is needed for, this, for that assignment. It must come from you. But you are blessed if you have the miracle of an open eye where your eyes are opened and you are able to see 
that which God sees and you are able to go to the right places that God would want you to go to and also to do the things that God would want you to do. We all know the miracle of the opening of the blinded eyes that Jesus did and the Bible says he took uh, it says he anointed in the book of John chapter number 9 verse number 6 it says he anointed the eyes of the blind men with the clay we all know the story and then he said to him go wash in the pool of Siloam and uh, this word Siloam translated means sent so it means that uh, the miracle of the open eyes is a miracle that you need before you can be sent because you won't know where you are going unless the eyes are opened somebody say amen. amen and the bible says that uh, so he went and washed and came back seeing hallelujah he came back seeing now god has sent us to mountains why has god sent us as his children to mountains he has sent us to mountains so that we can come back with the necessary resources that are needed in his house for us to be able to build, for his kingdom to be established. Somebody say amen. amen. So all the resources that we must bring as offerings are the price that we pay to build. The book of Haggai, chapter number one, verse number eight, the Bible says, go up to the mountains and bring wood and build the temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. So God is sending us out to go to the mountains, to gather wood, to gather resources and come back and build his house. There are many mountains in the kingdom I mean, there are many mountains and the mountains, when you talk about the mountains, it, the mountains are symbolic of kingdoms. Mountains are symbolic of either the kingdom of man or the kingdom of God. So each time you see a mountain, you must know it is symbolic of the kingdom of man or the kingdom of God. So now there are seven mountains that are there here on earth that God sends us to so that we can come back and be those who are partners with him to build his house. Number one, family. The mountain of family. The mountain of family. So when God sends you to the mountain of family, it is not so that you can be happy you have children, you have a wife or you have a husband, but it is so that God can have a channel to build his kingdom so that you can be an example that the way God wants families to be built is this. There is also the education, the mountain of education where we go to learn, where we go to study. You can either be a student or you can be a teacher, you can be a lecturer, but in the sphere you can be a professor, you name it. But that is a sphere of influence. That's a mountain. That's a mountain. There's a mountain of business. When you go and you start a business, 
you employ people and you go, you are busy gathering the wood to come back and build the house of the Lord. The government is another mountain. So don't be scared to go to those mountains because you are sent. We must go to all of those mountains according to the callings of God upon our lives. There is a mountain of media. And number five, there's the mountain of arts and entertainment. And number seven, there is the mountain of religion, which is the church, which is the kingdom of God. And I love this mountain. I'm called to this mountain. And the Bible says, this is the one that will stand forever. So any other will, will be diminished any time. But the one that will stand forever is the one that we go to all the others so that we can be partners and co-labor with God to build the one that will stand forever. Somebody say amen. amen. So the Bible says all the kingdoms shall become the kingdom of our God. So all of these kingdoms are the kingdoms that at some point will not be relevant, but only the kingdom of God. That's the reason why then God says, go out there to all of these mountains and gather wood because they are there for the agenda of God for God to be able to get something out of them through us that is why he is sending us to all of these mountains so that we can then come back and be part of the kingdom that will last forever somebody say amen so the house of the Lord is the one of those mountains in the book of Hebrews Chapter number 12, verse number 22. The Bible says, But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerous, innumerous uh, company of angels. 23 says, To the general assembly of church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. So this is a kingdom. This is Mount Zion, the city of the living God, which is the one that will stand forever. Somebody say amen. amen. So God wants to raise his mountain above all other mountains. God wants to raise the mountain of his church above the mountain of family, above the mountain of education, the mountain of business, the mountain of the government, the mountain of media, the mountain of the arts and the entertainment. God wants to raise his kingdom. He wants to raise the mountain of his church above all the other mountains. That is why he is sending us to those mountains to gather the resources and come back and do that which he wants us to do in his house. Somebody say amen. So we must go out there and conquer these mountains. So just in case you see yourself being called to one of what I have listed here. And sometimes when you go, you feel like, as I said earlier on, you are going alone. But I want you to not give up. I want you to go out there to that mountain that God has called you to and say to yourself, I am sent. 
Don't be the person who gets intimidated by those who have maybe been long standing in that mountain. I want you to know that there is a power that you have been given by God because each time when he sends someone, he sends them with the anointing and with the power. So when God has sent you to any of these mountains, go there with great authority, knowing that you are called by God. But I want you to know it's not going to be easy. I said earlier on, even for Jesus himself, it was not easy. Even for the son of man, he was 100% God and 100% man. But the assignment, now the assignment that God has given you, you don't have to change your career. You don't have to change your calling. You don't have to give up on that which God has called you to do. All that you need to do is just to know that you are sent for a bigger assignment. There is something greater than you that is going on behind the scenes. There is something that you are part of that is far greater than what you are doing. You are playing but a part and God has given you the grace and God has given you the power to be able to accomplish that which he wants you to accomplish in this mountain. It's not going to be easy. But I want you not to give up. You must not give up. Don't give up. Other people think that every assignment given to them in life is going to be easy. That is why you must not even give up on your marriage when you ascend to the sphere of family. You must build it. People don't want to build Okay, there are things, obviously, that will cost you. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not disputing that fact that there are things that are way beyond you, that there is nothing that you can be able to do to make this thing work. But with other things that are requiring you maybe to grow up, other people, all that they need to do is just to grow up. That's all. That's all, nothing else. The assignment at hand requires you to grow up. Nothing else, no effort, none whatsoever. Just decide in your mind and in your hearts to say, I am doing the growing up, I am done being childish. And then you build your marriage, you build your family, you build your home, and God will bless you in doing that because you are doing it for the kingdom of God. Somebody say amen. amen. So now, when God causes us to go to all of these different spheres of influence, he causes us to go carrying the power. But sometimes we don't tap into this power because when we are educated for a certain sphere of influence, we tend to focus our eyes on the certificates that we have instead of realizing that this is a calling. The reason why I had the brains to attain this degree, it was because it was channeling me to my calling. But then we turn our eyes away from the calling that God has called us, which is this mountain, the, the assignment that we have been given by God to go to this mountain. But then we get there and we do it with our own might and with our own strength and with our own intellect. Remember I said, if you are doing it on your own, you must generate your own power, generate your own strength, generate your own wisdom. But when you go there, knowing that you have been sent by God, knowing that there is an agenda that is bigger than you, you will then tread carefully and you will know that you are there for an assignment. Somebody say amen. 
So this morning, there might be someone who says, I can't do this anymore. I'm here to announce to you that God has sent you there. You are the one who is sent, just like Jesus was sent. Yes, you do have every right to lament and say, Lord, let this cup pass. But I want you to know that you are chosen and you are sent by God and you are fit for the assignment. All that you need to do is just to go back to the one who is the source of your strength, who is the source of the anointing that caused you to even step out in the first place. Because remember, when God says you must go and do something, he empowers you. But on the way, as I said earlier on, it feels as though you are alone. But you have every right to go back and say, Lord, I feel like my strength is now weak. Can you give me more strength for this mountain that you have called me to? Somebody say, I am sent. So we need to go and conquer all of these mountains. Get the resources. Come back and build the house of the Lord. That's the ultimate agenda. So when you go there, and things are not going your way. Remember the ultimate agenda. And go to the one who has the ultimate agenda and say, Lord, if this is not working out for me, there is something at stake for you. So therefore, you must do something about my situation. This mountain feels as though it does not want to hear me. It does not want to be moved. But I am here knowing that I am sent. I'm not going anywhere. I just need you to give me more wisdom, to give me more strength, to give me more anointing. So we are sent with power. We are sent with power from on high. We must not be afraid. We must not be the ones who back down. We must not be the ones who shy away from tackling every mountain that God has called us to. In that mountain, there is wood. God is looking for wood. So you have a prayer point already. That Lord, in this mountain, there is wood that is supposed to go and build your house. So you cannot make this mountain not obey me. You cannot let this, let this mountain talk back on me and say, I'm not going to give you what you are looking for. Because there is wood in this mountain. And it, it is needed so that your house may be built. Luke chapter number 9, verse number 1, the Bible says, Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power, gave them authority over all demons and to cure diseases. Verse number 2 says, He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He has, he has an assignment for his disciples but he does not send them alone. He sends them with the power and with the authority. So we are also sent by Jesus with the power from on high and with authority. Somebody say amen. amen. And we need to know that judgment has already been laid upon all the other mountains. That it is the mountain of the Lord that shall stand forever. So you are going to a mountain that is already defeated. The Bible says he defeated everything and put it under his feet at the cross of Calvary. So these mountains that we are sent to, they have already been defeated. Judgment has already been put upon them. 
So you are going there. It is intimidating. Yes, I understand. However, if you know the inside info, you will not be intimidated for you know already that this Goliath is just where's to This Goliath is uncircumcised. If you have the inside info, you are able to cripple the enemy fast and quick before he can even call his name. Hallelujah. So now when you have the inside info of the fact that all of these mountains have already been judged by our God, you will know that you can be able to climb this mountain and you can be able to get the wood and you can be able to come back and build the temple of the Lord. In Jeremiah chapter number 51, verse number 25, the Bible says, Behold, I am against you, O destroying mountain, who destroys all the earth, says the Lord, and I will stretch out my hand against you, roll you down from the rocks, and make you a bent mountain. Judgment has been pronounced already. So you are going there with the authority and with the power, and also with the inside info, knowing that this mountain has already been defeated. Somebody say amen. amen. So for each and every one of us going out there to these mountains to bring the wood that God wants for his house, we need to understand that there is no mountain that can stand before us. We will possess these mountains and we will come back and we will build the house of the Lord. That is why the Bible says in the book of Zechariah chapter number 4, verse number 7, it says, Who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? You shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. So now, when you go out there, I want you to understand these two things. That when you go to the mountains, and yes, I said earlier on, it's not going to be easy. But when you go there to the business world, when you go there to whatever career path that God has blessed you with, I want you to go there knowing that that mountain has already been defeated. And there are two things that deal with mountains very fast. And those two things, number one is faith. The Bible says even if it's as small as, it, as the one, as a mustard seed, then you are able to say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. Faith deals with mountains fast and quick. So you need, when you are going out there to all of these mountains, you need your faith to be on par. You need your faith to be intact. That is why then we are always coming to church to hear the word of the Lord so that then our faith can be strengthened. So that when we go out there to these mountains, our faith can move them. It, and then number two, the Bible here in the book of Zechariah 4, it says another thing that deals with mountains is grace. It says with a shout of grace, grace, grace upon it. Somebody say amen. amen. And then you are able to stand before it and say, who are you? Oh, great mountain. Zerubbabel was a builder, just like you and I are builders. Zerubbabel was confronted with a building of the temple that he was supposed to build. Just like you and I, we are confronted with the work of the Lord that we are supposed to build. And we are going out there, but the mountains are standing. They are saying, you are not going to get the wood from us. Somebody has stood been in front of a mountain far too long but today you have come to church and you have done well there is something called grace that 
can come upon your life that is able to deal with a mountain as though it has never existed. He says, who are you? Oh, great mountain, you shall be made plain. So it is difficult to climb a mountain when the mountain is still a steep. But as soon as the mountain is plain, it's easy for you. But it's through grace. It's through grace. It's through grace. And I feel like someone is going to receive some grace this morning to go out there and face every mountain that you have been sent to. And you face that mountain like the sent one. Have you ever seen someone who has been sent by someone in authority? They come as though they are the ones in authority because they have been sent by the one who is in authority. I don't know about you, but I know people about assignment being sent by someone who is in authority. Yes. That is why you find but you're not our boss. But I'm sent by the boss. That is why I am saying this needs to be done. It's because the boss has sent me and I am here representing the boss. That is why I'm saying this needs to be done the way it is supposed to be done. So I want you to go out there to all of the mountains that God has sent you to, knowing that you are authorized. <laughs> Excuse me. Knowing that you are authorized by God to go there and collect the wood. There is nothing that does not want to move like a mountain. But the way God does not care about mountain, he says it doesn't even have to be great faith. As small as that of a mustard seed, it can move the mountain. So in other words, even though with the naked eye we can think the mountain is big, it's not that big after all. Even though we can think with the naked eye that the mountain is too great, it's not that great after all. As long as we have the tools that we are given. So all that we need to do is to correct our motive, correct our focus. We are busy focusing on ourselves instead of focusing on that which God has sent us to these mountains for. He has sent us there to go and collect the wood. And he says, so that my, you can come back and build my house. And all of us know that each time God wants something out of us, he does not leave us without any bonus. There is always a bonus for everything that God wants from us. God leaves us with a bit of it, or actually not even a bit of it, but with a lot of it, because there is no host pipe that can uh, uh, water the garden and remain dry. It's impossible. So when you go out there to all of these mountains that God has sent us to, we need to go with the power of the sent ones. The ones that are sent are the ones that carry the authority to say to the mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. We need to correct our motive, correct our faith and shape our focus to say this is about the kingdom of God. And once we make it about the kingdom of God, not about the kingdoms of this world, not about the mountains that we, we are sent to, but about the kingdom of God, to say each and everything that we go and do, it is so that we can come back and be a blessing in the house of the Lord. Somebody say amen. 
So it says, who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? You can put your name there. Who are you, O great mountain, before you? That mountain can melt like wax before you because you are the one who is sent by God. So go out there and make sure that each and everything that God has entrusted you with, you know that God is expecting something out of that. And if you correct that motive, I'm telling you, even someone here under the sound of my voice, if you are here and you maybe are, are unemployed, I want you to go back home and quote me and say, Lord, if my motive is for the kingdom, if I am going to any kind of a mountain where you have called me to, send me, I'm available, send me to go to that mountain. Tell him the mountain that you that you are supposed to go to and ask him if you don't know which mountain can you send me to so that then you can go there and collect the wood and come back and say Lord here is the wood that I got from the mountain and this is what I have come into your house to give to you so that your house may be built somebody say Amen so now we have been given the power we have also been given the wisdom. We have been given the grace to go and conquer the mountains and possess them. Come back and build because it is time to build. And when God declared that it is time to build, it was because he trusted that he is the one who is almighty, who is all powerful, who has sent us to all the mountains to go and collect all the resources no mountain will stand before you as a builder. No mountain will stand before you. I declare this morning that no mountain will stand before you. Be it the mountain of business, be it the mountain of entertainment, be it whatever kind of mountain. No mountain will stand before you because you are there to collect the wood that God wants you to collect. Let us stand. I'm going to pray and I believe that we are going to receive the grace to go out there and do that which God would want us to do in all of those mountains and come back in the house of the Lord and partner with God and partner with God and co-labor with Him in building His house. It is not that Zerubbabel was powerful that the mountain was not going to stand before him but it was because he was a builder. It was because he knew the greater cause. He knew the assignment that was given to him. And this morning, God has given us a clear instruction. Go to the mountain. Collect the wood. That I may be pleased. That my house may be built so that I may be pleased. And that I may be glorified. God wants to be glorified in and through this house. And he wants us to go out there in all of these mountains and collect the wood. May God give you the grace to go and collect the wood so that you can say grace, grace before the mountain and the mountain can be dealt with accordingly by reason of the grace that is upon your life. Would you just pray this morning and ask God to give you the grace to go out there and make it that no mountain 
will stand before you. That every mountain that God has sent you to will know who you are, will recognize your voice by reason of the grace that is upon you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that, oh God, we have come into your house. And, oh Father, we are here strengthening our faith to deal with every mountain that is before us. In every sphere of influence where you have called us, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I'm praying for each and every person under the sound of my voice, everyone who's been feeling tired, thinking that they are not sent by you to the mountain. Lord, give them the grace. Give them fresh anointing. Give them fresh oil, O oh God. In the business world, give them fresh oil, O oh Master. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in their careers, I pray, let your fresh grace come upon, him, upon them. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, let the grace of God be upon each and every one. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus we need the grace. We need the grace. Come on, one minute. One minute, declare the grace of God upon your life to go. The grace to go. The grace to go. The grace to go. Receive the grace to go. Receive the grace to go. No mountain will stand before you. With a shout of grace, grace. No mountain will stand before you. 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 There is wood needed in the house. There is wood needed in the kingdom of God. Who are you, O great mountain? 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 In the name of Jesus Christ, we are praying. We are praying for the grace to come upon us. Another level of grace to come upon us. Another level of grace to come upon us. Another level of grace to come upon us. Oh, every mountain be made low. Every mountain be made low. Every mountain be made low. We cry out grace. Let grace be upon us. In the name of Jesus Christ, take us to higher dimensions of grace. Take us to higher dimensions of grace in business. Higher dimensions of grace in the educational sector. Higher dimensions of grace in family. Higher dimensions of grace in the media world. Higher dimensions of grace in the entertainment industry. Every mountain, every mountain, 
Nazareth. Let me tell you something. This is a very serious business going on right now. Forget about my voice. Forget about my tiredness. And go straight for the grace. Go for the grace. No need for me to shout. Something can come upon a person called grace and cause any kind of mountain that has not been responding to you before to start responding to you. Any kind. Any kind. At the shout of grace, grace. When this thing comes upon you, comes upon you and no mountain, no mountain can stand before you. So I want us to sing and declare the very serious thing, the very serious transaction taking place. There is wood needed. There is wood needed. Somebody might say, what is wood? Wood is everything that makes the church to be the church. There is wood needed and it's out there on all of those mountains that are refusing to be made low. They are standing with pride in front of us saying, who are you? We are saying, who are you before us? We can wake up tomorrow morning and go back to a mountain that God has called us to and things can change because of what has come upon you and it can come upon you now it can come upon you now and I declare it is coming upon you now it is coming upon you now it is coming upon you now yes
but there are mountains that keep me away from the woods. Some of us, we are within the mountain. We are there. But the dead are busy mocking God as though we can't collect the wood. Cares of this world are mocking God as if we can't collect the wood. In that mountain, there's wood enough for the house of the Lord to be built and the God of this house be glorified. However, there are things that are hindering. So we are singing for the last time and we are going home. I said, I believe somebody is going to carry this grace home. Somebody is going to carry this grace to their workplace. I am taking this grace for the mountain I
lion is wondering why must the lion roar? The lion must roar because the Bible says with shouts of great grace shall put the chief cornerstone shall put the chief cornerstone on the mountain. So we are builders. We need the grace to go out there and collect the wood. So when we roar, we roar with the grace that is upon us. When we roar, we say mountain melt like wax before us. Who are you, oh great mountain? Before builders church, you shall melt like wax. No matter who you are, make the way. to get to the wood 
No need for us to climb out up mountains that are tiresome. They must be made low for us to collect the wood. For us to collect the wood. Anything at all. Anything at all is grace. Anything that you need for you to win in business. It's grace. Any. Be it favor with people are supposed to sign. It's grace. for you to succeed it's called grace and it's upon us this morning it's upon us it's upon us it's upon us It must be made low. There must be a difference between someone who's climbing next to me who does not carry the grace and myself. There must be a difference. There must be a difference. This wood is not mine. This wood is for the house to be built. The house of the Lord to be built. That's the determining factor. That's the difference between me and my next door neighbor and therefore I must use the grace must use the grace with the shout of grace grace prepare the way of the Lord he has sent me to get the wood and I'm here to get the wood and boy I'm going to get the wood 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 I don't know if there is someone who is as angry as I am I don't know, I don't know, but I'm very angry because it seems as if things are just not supposed to happen in the way that they are supposed to happen. Why? Kumele is a shizile. The whole time, as the children of the Most High God, there is something that is not upon us that causes the mountains not to respond to us. But we have come to church this morning. We have come to church this morning and something has set on us. It's called grace. the Lord. 
something just came over me. I don't know what it is, but it's gonna show. It's gonna show. Grace is loud. Grace is loud. Grace is loud. Grace is loud. Grace is extravagant. It's loud. When you go back to work, when you go back to your business, Grace is going to speak. There's something that has now set upon you. In ministry, builders church cannot be the same by reason of the grace. Hallelujah. We are going home. The Bible says he is able to make all grace abound. So in other words, if all grace can abound, it means that there is sometimes where we walk and we go with a grace that is not whole. He's able to make all. So sometimes we go with the quarter and the results are showing that it's just a quarter grace. But it has come upon us this morning. And all grace, all grace for everything that I need to get the wood, all grace, even for this church itself where I am called to, the people I am called to, the place I am called to, I have the grace to change many other lives, many other lives, many other lives, many, many, many other grace is upon us as Builders Church and the mountain is being removed. Whatever it is that has been hindering us from being seen, from being known, from being loved by people, it has been moved away because we have shouted grace. The way of the Lord is prepared and the grace for us to prosper in this church has been released. It's upon us. Go and prosper. Go and prosper. Remember the assignment. There's a bigger picture. Go and prosper. Get the wood and come back. Get the wood and come back. Go tomorrow with the face of a lion. But when the lion, and there is no mountain that is going to refuse me access to the wood. God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.